Hello and welcome to the Shmuel Tenenhaus podcast. My name is Shmuel Tenenhaus. This is the Shmuel Tenenhaus podcast. And that's all that needs to be said right here and right now. I'm so delighted to be back here. I apologize for missing a week. And if you want to sue me, please reach out to my lawyer and perhaps we can settle something because there's just been a whole lot of people and there may be a class action. So get on in. I wanted to delve into a lot of things today. So please hold on very tightly. I'll try to speak as quickly as possible. If you're listening to this on quick speed, anything higher than 1.2, don't even look at me or don't talk to me. 1.2 is uh, very, I think, appropriate. Even 1.5 if you want to stretch it, but 1.75 or 2, just just offensive. Just plain right, just plain root. So uh, the first thing is, Uh, Today, in 2022, to be a good parent, really the criteria is you have to be able to use a remote for a smart TV. Really, if that's how you're going to be judged, if you want to know if your kids are ever going to look up to you when they're older or seek you out if they ever need anything, you got to know how to use it if you want to toggle back between Amazon Prime and Netflix, maybe Disney. Basically, and I told this to my kids and they were like, yeah, it's obvious. You don't even have to tell us that it comes out that in today's day and age, parents are all remote workers. Oh, mic drop. Okay, so somebody sent my wife a piece of feedback about my podcast. And basically, this person said that she was listening to my podcast and she almost crashed her car. This is not the first piece of feedback I had about somebody almost damaging their vehicle while listening to the podcast. And to me, this is something that I truly realize that I wake up every day for. Like if I can make a from person almost get into a car accident from listening to the podcast and then they don't and then they're saved and there's just a great experience that. And if you're listening to while you're driving, I'm just asking if you could just make sure to stay in your lane right now, just look in the back Don't pause your phone. Yes, I'm talking right at you. By the way, if you are not listening in your car and you're listening with AirPods, I really appreciate it. I'm not that futuristic that I have antennas sticking out of my ears, but everybody could be wearing with their own form of headphones, but AirPods, if you're listening, special shout out to you guys. Amen. So we've talked in the past about what it's like when people tell me that they are on vacation or that are going on vacation or just got back from vacation and then are going on another vacation or when I call somebody and they have a long distance ringtone. Something that I find worse than all of the above is when I try to call or text a friend and they will spontaneously reply with dropping a pin. Essentially, they'll show me a location on the map that they are. It's a very exotic place and that is where they are right now. That's the worst thing that you can do to me. That feels like you're kicking me when I'm already down. Because if you're going to tell me where you are right now, I want to hear that your plane's been delayed, you've been incarcerated, and I'm your one phone call. 
but I don't want to hear that you're some exotic place while I am down here doing my thing. The other thing that people will do is they will send the pin and drop a pin, and then they will also accompany it with a picture of them having a good time. Again, that you're just you're just digging my hole deeper and deeper. And if you really care about my my mental health, <clears throat> please don't drop pins anymore. Now, I feel a little like a complete sellout. Uh, I continue to take uh, advertising on this podcast to support myself and my family and some of my drug habits, which are very light. And so I continue to manifest ads on this podcast. Thank you, Amazon.com for being a proud sponsor of this podcast. Here we go. Hi listeners, have you heard of Amazon.com? Of course you have, that's where you buy almost everything. Well, we want all of your business, not some or almost all of your business. Really everything, everything you buy should be from us. Using our video footage from your ring cameras, we still see some of you shopping at Target. Don't worry, we will own them soon. Don't believe us? Ask Whole Foods. That shopping mall in Aventura, the one that there's a Target there and a Whole Foods, soon we're gonna have and own every store in that complex, including those pesky Best Buy people. Best Buy one day will just be a small tab in our electronic section. Now, we want you to know that Prime is the best thing on earth. Uh, you want Lord of the Rings? We have Lord of the Rings. NFL games, we are now streaming that. Amazon now owns football. It's not the NFL now. It's the Amazon Football League. You want ice cream? Give us one second. Okay, great. We just bought Ben & Jerry's. Ice cream is ours. If you shop Prime, you have football, you have Lord of the Rings, you now have ice cream. Please shop Prime and nowhere else. Go to Amazon.com forward slash the Shmuel Tenenhaus podcast to save 1% plus 2% plus another 5% in any of your purchases on Amazon. Okay, so uh, another thing, we've, we've discussed uh, envy and jealousy in the podcast. I want to talk to you about something here that really set me off and continues to set me off. And uh, it is something that I envy that people have in the from community and maybe not in the from community, but this, this is a podcast for from people. We're going to focus on the from community. Uh, what I'm talking about right now is a middle fridge. And that is when you have a fridge that has a top compartment, it has a bottom compartment, but conveniently in the middle, like a glistening six pack, there's that middle fridge of middle section of the fridge. I do not have one. I do know people who have one. They are in a complete different league. So first of all, I one time saw or I've seen people open up their middle section of the fridge. It is pristine. There are cans of seltzer, seltzer lined up meticulously. And it just speaks volumes to the fact that this fridge is in a league of its own. These people are in its own class. I have a cousin, I have a brother-in-law. Both of them have a middle fridge, a middle section of their fridge. And I see them conspiring. They're buying houses together. They're going on vacation together. I was wondering to myself, like, what, what do they have or what does each other have that I don't have? What is it? It's the middle section of the fridge. And one day I will have a fridge that will have a middle section with cans of seltzer abound inside of it, just not right now. The other week we hosted Shabbos guests in our house and they naturally arrived during the 18 minutes. But the best part about it is they own a Tesla, which means that in addition to the regular loading and unloading of the car and the kids and the food that they brought us they had one more thing to do and that was they had to plug in their car for Shabbos and of course there was a great opportunity for me to stick stick my head out of the door and just say what is this a toy car but 
Uh, first of all, very stressful if you have a Tesla and you arrive within the 18 minutes with a, a, with a regular car that has a motor and an engine and gas and all the regular things that a car has. You don't have to, you don't have to plug in your car. The second thing is, is that I just now, for shiz and giggles, before Shabbos, will uh, put a, an electric cord into, an extension cord, sorry, into the back of my minivan and I will plug it into my house. And so it looks like we have uh, an EV as a minivan, even though it's not, but it's Shabbos. Now the people who were staying at my house, they plugged in their car into my house, our house for Shabbos. They basically were sucking up our, our, our electricity. Now I, I mentioned that to one of the guests and they're like, well, it doesn't cost a lot. You know, basically the whole Shabbos is like costing you the energy of like what it, you know, the value of a challah. Well, first of all, they brought two challahs for Shabbos. So if they just used energy for a challah, does that mean they only brought us one challah? The second thing is uh, I gave them my cash app after Shabbos if they want to pay for that electricity they took from my house to inject it into their Tesla. They're more than willing to pay for it. Now, on a completely different tangent, here's a, a moral question. If you are hosting young kids in your house or just clumsy people, is it okay that before they stay for Shabbos, you require them to give a security deposit? Nothing big, maybe $200, $300. Obviously, you'll get it right back. It's just a hold on the card or you can do cash. The idea is you bring little kids, everybody's nervous all Shabbos, what are they gonna break? How are we gonna fix it? It's gonna be such an awkward conversation. So again, my question is, potentially to remove that awkwardness of young destroyers coming to your house, or like I said, elderly people that are just knocking things over with their elbows, perhaps this is the way to go. Now, sometimes I will see somebody in shul or base medrash, I'm making a base medrash, but you know what I'm saying, in Jewish places, and they will have a very, very from and Hasidic looking face uh, expression on them. And I'm like wondering to myself, are they trying to look extra from and Hasidish, or is that more natural? What I, what I realize is that this is a scenario of the RCF, which is a resting chassid face, where some people just, that's their natural resting face. It looks like a chassid, and they don't even have to try extra. They just have it going on, which in a similar vein, but completely different, is what we refer to as the VTL. The VTL is you have a t-shirt, it fits you good, you're, you're popping wherever it is that you need to pop, your elbows are coming out, and uh, you have a three and a half pack, but you're also wearing tzitzis. So now you have a visible tzitzis line, it's kind of sticking out, and all that work and that sculpting that you've done with your trainer now is hit by the VTL. So, uh, Next thing, uh, I wanted to let everybody know that I will be doing a live performance, a live show. It's actually not my show, it's my father's show dinner, and he is raising $18 million on a boat, and there's different floors on the boat, like a Teva. There's one for garbage, there's gonna be animals, uh, kosher animals in one, non-kosher animals in the other. I am the MC on the boat. Now, why would I be the MC at my father's show dinner? Well, primarily because he asked, and that is why I'm going to be the MC. Now, if you recall, a few times during the podcast, I said I would love to do live performances. And I guess my father is listening to this podcast. He was like, hey, great. I can have him do my show dinner. So it is a paid gig. I'm very excited. We have to pay to go. 
Also, we're going to have to pay to do uh, donations in Merz Hashem on the boat, and I hope to see everybody there. Actually, I was the MC last year. I tried my hardest to say extremely inappropriate things so that I would never be asked to MC again, but apparently the sound system wasn't so good, so perhaps people couldn't hear some of the really vulgar, vulgar uh, topics that I was discussing this year. We got to try even harder. So I want to talk to you because I had, you know, joked in the past about Bitcoin not being a very sound investment. I have to tell you that I'm making a 180 turn on Bitcoin and we are going bullish on the BTC. Here is why I think that Bitcoin is a buy, buy, buy. Also, Bitcoin at this point, in my opinion, can never, ever go down. Now, I'm not a financial advisor, so please take this advice with a grain of salt, if you will. Here are the reasons why I think Bitcoin could only go up. Number one, it's down. So obviously, Bitcoin can never go down. And the fact that it is down right now is a sign that it's just going up, 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 up. Next thing, there's an expression, what goes up must come down. However, the person who made up that expression did not know about Bitcoin. If this person had known about Bitcoin, the expression would be, what goes up must come down, except for Bitcoin. But again, this person wasn't around, so again, yet another reason. The other thing is, we don't know who created Bitcoin. Now, if we knew who created Bitcoin, it would be like, I know this guy, he's a chump. Bitcoin is going down, but we don't know who created it. So you can use that chump expression and your bearishness on somebody you even have nothing about. Now, another thing, number four. Bitcoin has no connection whatsoever with gravity. Gravity is not a thing with Bitcoin. Bitcoin is like helium, which again, helium goes up. Also, if you inhale the helium, it makes you talk funny, which are the two things that uh, Bitcoin will do for you if you inhale some Bitcoin. Next thing, a fifth reason why Bitcoin could never go down, it's because there were Super Bowl ads. So first of all, it's advertising, but at the Super Bowl? No, at that point, once you're a Super Bowl company that's advertising, that means that thing can never go down. Another reason, they have celebrity endorsements. Nothing ever can be endorsed by a celebrity that has a hint of scandal or something that is fraudulent and, and, and that just gives it instant credibility because, again, celebrities are involved. And I should say, it's not just celebrities involved. Now, large financial institutions, and I'm not just talking about small financial institutions, large financial institutions are also, they have opened up Bitcoin desks, which again, tells me and tells the world, this thing can never go down. Finally, Bitcoin is just made by a lot of computers and power and then just using up like energy, like as much ener energy of the state of Texas every couple of hours. Now, the two most amazing things in the world we have right now are computers and our energy. Like you see a guy who's full of energy, you're like, wow, that guy has so much energy. So Bitcoin has both computers and energy, again, something where I think it's only the up and up for Bitcoin. Now, let's continue. Uh, I wanna just, <coughs> speak tachlis right now and say like this uh, dear unknown caller when you call my phone Mr. Unknown you know if you were the unknown soldier maybe I'd, I'd pick up the call but you're an unknown caller you're not even a scam likely you just, you just no, nobody knows who you are 
So, dear unknown caller, I'm, I'm not going to answer the call for you. I, I don't know even who you are. You're, you're unknown. The phone company says you're, you're unknown. Nobody knows anything about you. So, so go back, fetch yourself an identity, and then, and then call me back, and perhaps maybe I'll answer the phone. You can also leave a message or, or send a text, unless the methods of sending a text are, shall we say, unknown to you? <laughs> okay. So I wanted to say we've talked before about FPs. These are from perks. So some other things that if you're from, you get to participate in, and that's just the way it is. Number one, if you have a minivan, Erev Pesach, you get to clean it, which again, you need a crew uh, from the circus, the same people that will clean out like a, an elephant pen, to go into, the, into your car wearing hazmat suits, start pulling off the bubble gum from under the seats, the toys in between. There's Bamba really every place in the car that you can imagine. So again, if you're from, you get to clean that car Erev Pesach. If you were not from, I mean, what would happen? I mean, nothing. Your car would just essentially just be buried at some point in time in trash. The second thing is, as a from person, you get to participate in the community and there is friendship circle, which means that if you are out of shape, this is one time a year that you can uh, figure out where you keep your sneakers and go for a little run or walk in the park until you can't breathe anymore and you sit down and they give you some lemonade or Kool-Aid. So again, another two FPs here uh, that you should be aware about. So, the other day, my wife and I took one of our children to get a small medical procedure, very minor. Now, the doctor who was pitching us, or I should say sharing with us, you know, his rationale for why it should be done, mentioned during the conversation that not only is he a doctor who has performed many of these procedures, he actually lectures nationally on the topic. Now, my wife ate that lectures nationally up like you're at a wedding and you haven't eaten for 48 hours and some guy walks by with smorgasbord on a plate and basically you're just eating it all up. That, that's, that's what happened right there. So like a second she heard that, like basically maybe we should just bring all our kids here, just bust the whole school over because you have lectured nationally on this topic. Now, when I heard that, I mean, I was a little more skeptical because, you know, that's just my nature. But I was thinking to myself, like, if he was just lecturing, like, on a local level, I'd be much less inclined to follow his advice. But the truth is, now that he said he lectures and it's on a national level, I mean, I would trust, trust that person to do a medical procedure on, on my kids. And, you know... I'm also curious, like, I didn't have the time to ask him, but like, when you lecture nationally, like, is there a YouTube of it? How many views does, does that YouTube have? Were there people in the audience? Was anybody nodding off? Were people taking notes? So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of eating it up, but I, I do have some additional uh, pieces of information. Also, I want to know, is it multiple times that you lecture nationally or just one time? Also, what's nationally? Is it the, the nation of the United States? Is it 
in, in a different nation is in, in, in Colorado or Washington. I need some more information. Okay, next thing is, just in terms of shalom bias and a marriage ther ther uh, therapist, uh, when couples go together. So here's an idea and more, I'm opening this up for discussion, is do you think that marriage therapists, if it's in a, in a, in a building, or if it's in a very busy, busy area or busy street, should the therapist offer parking validation just to lower the temperature in between the husband and wife who are kind of fighting over finances? Or should there just be straight up valet because the wife is gonna tell the husband, you don't know how to park, and the husband's gonna tell the wife, well, you're always telling me what to do, and we didn't like each other to begin with, and so I'm just thinking, if we could take a little of the friction out of the way with either validation or valet, and as far as the therapist, like they could work this into the margin, into the overall pricing, where let's say they're charging 188 an hour, it's 200, and you get a solid hour of therapy, plus somebody will valet your car, so by the time you come in, nobody's a schmuck because of the way they park, everybody's good, now let's go on home. So now I'm very excited. We have another ad read. And by the way, I do have a question for everybody. If people can just let me know if you feel that I'm doing too many ads on this podcast and I'm becoming extremely greedy to make all this manifested ad revenue, or are there not enough ads or are we just right? Please let me know. And uh, so we do have another ad, another sponsor. This is our first time from Apple. Thank you, Apple. We love having you on the podcast. Here's the ad read. We are Apple. You may think of us as a phone and a computer company. Honestly, we are much more than that. We are your flashlight and alarm clock. Anyways, we wanted to, to let you know that you know who we are and we know who you are, and so that's not why we're doing this ad. Why we're doing this ad is because Last night, we released a new update for our phone, and there is a whole bunch of software updates. And we just wanted to remind you to please update your phone. Okay, did you guys do it yet? How about in 15 minutes from now? No, not good? Tonight? How about while your power is off? How about in the next 25 minutes? Do you guys think we can just do it in an hour? Seriously, just plug your phone in the wall and let us update your phone. Thank you, from, from Apple. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you, Apple, a little aggressive there on the updates, but we will go for it. So one thing I noticed about living in Florida versus Seattle is when I was in Seattle, I had a GP, a general practitioner, a doctor that I go to discuss my issues, bounce ideas off, figure out you know what are good sound investments or not. In Florida, like people don't know what a GP is or a, a doctor. It seems like the hierarchy here is anything up until stitches or from stitches to a broken thing, we have Hatsala. So basically they cover one third of medical needs. Then you have urgent care, which is the second tier. So if it's very serious, out of Hatzalah's hands, then maybe you just go like strep. Hatzalah's not gonna help you for strep, then you go to urgent care. Finally, if it's one degree more serious, like somebody's going into labor or somebody's dying because they were shot, then 
it's the emergency room. But there's no, uh, somehow in Florida, we've managed to think well beyond traditional GP. I would say also the worst job in Florida, and I don't want to insult anybody, is uh, the air conditioner. If your job is to be an air conditioner, you are not having a good time. In September, the morale is so down as an air conditioner. Like you have had colleagues who have just died in, in July, August. You're never gonna speak to them again. You're never gonna see them. They just got tossed on the side of a highway or they're getting recycled somewhere. And your colleagues who are still around, they're wounded. And like the head air conditioner is like, I know guys, it's hard, but we gotta get out there and, and we gotta work really hard. And so I just wanna give a shout out to all the air conditioners out there who are just busting their chops, trying to compete with the heat here in Florida. So when I moved down, again, this is a lot about moving, but in the community, and not just our local community, in the community at large, sometimes there are some people who are extremely good at collecting for their mycid. And if they have your phone number, basically, they're going to keep calling you until you make donations and get onto like a monthly giving cycle with them. And so I wonder if it'd be a good business to offer people a starter pack of numbers that you can just block from the get-go. Like you say, hey, you want the basic package? Okay, it's going to come with the, the 15 most aggressive collectors in the community. You just, you know, just download this thing. 15 numbers will be blocked. It's going to save you thousands of dollars a year. And then, you know, you could potentially upgrade. They'll give you another 20 or 30, you know, local fire stations and, and other places that are, are trying to hound you for cash. So the last thing I want to discuss here, and I really have a whole lot more, but we're just going to have to keep it short this week. And that is, uh, I want to talk to you about something that is very painful. And it is... Uh, causes lots of suffering in the Jewish community and of course maybe at the world at large but again this is a from podcast for from people and so we're just going to discuss about how it affects us all and uh, this is I would say uh, comparable some people have compared it to which is what comparable is so comparable because some people have compared it to death and that is if you are from family and unfortunately your help leaves or quits or finds a job somewhere else. Like your nanny goes on leave or the house cleaner is now getting paid $1.50 more by some person that you thought was your friend and now this person leaves. And so I haven't completely fleshed this out but I do want to talk a little bit what the shiva laws are for a nanny leaving or you're just house cleaner who just doesn't show up one day. First things we know we got to do is uh, you got to cover those mirrors because they're very dirty at this point. And the kids have smudged their hands and fingers all over it and so mirrors got to get covered. The next thing is is that similar to shiva home you definitely want people delivering food right now. If you can get, con your way onto a food train 
or just let people know, Miss Askin, what's going on? Because now your life is not in order. Somebody was putting away the fruits, the vegetables. The dishes aren't cleaned. You're, you're, not, you're not getting through this without food platters showing up to your house. And finally, I would think uh, definitely no shoes walking around because the house is in such a decrepit state right now and is so filthy and is full of grime that the last thing you need is people walking around with their disgusting shoes from the outside. Anyways, it is time to conclude this fantastic podcast, if I may say so myself, episode 19. We will see you next week. And for those who live here in Hallandale and who are coming to the dinner, I will see you there. Merci, Shem. Thank you. <laughs>